to Project Vox Populi, where the people speak their truth. Welcome to another edition of Veritas Vox Populi, where the people speak their truth. Probably the most frequent message I receive is from so-called targeted individuals. It probably overshadows any other subject that we discuss here. Should we ignore all of these people and label them mentally ill? Or should we take the opportunity to listen to what they have to say? I can neither interview them nor can I offer help. I can, however, offer empathy and compassion and equip myself with their information so we can connect the dots. Tonight's guest on Fox Populi is one of those. However, he did provide additional information to me as to who he thinks might be behind this agenda. Could it be the tall white aliens that some consider one of the most benign ET species? But if they're not benign after all, and they're malevolent, I may be the ones responsible for the ever-present chaotic world we're living in. This Fox Populi is about the tall white aliens and their agenda to rule the world. You decide. You are listening to Veritas. If this is your first time, welcome home. To listen to tonight's full interview and all of our material, join the Veritas family and click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. You can make your purchase with a credit card, PayPal, cash, check, money order, and even cryptocurrency. We are now accepting Bitcoin, Litecoin, Ethereum, and more. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for Focused Life Force Energy, MMS, Rebounders, CBD Pure Hemp Oil, Pure Organic Sulfur, Flash Drives with all our Sanitas and Veritas Seasons, and other great products. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. And now, here's your host, Mel Hostelrick. And from somewhere in the United States, I'd like to welcome John Stevenson. Hello, John, and welcome to Veritas. Hi, Mel. John, first, this is something that I don't do that often, but because this is a Vox Populi, what we call Voice of the People, I'm going to start by administering the Veritas Oath. John, for the record, you don't have a book. You're not seeking fame. And you swear... You will tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Yes, I do. Okay. Well, let's begin with your story. Um, for the record, I'm not giving your real name out. I'm not giving your real location out for obvious reasons that will become apparent as we begin this discussion. But what you can tell, just give us a, a brief background of who you are, a quick bio so that the listeners get a perspective of who you are. I'm about to turn 35. I'm a, a male, lives in the United States. I have a company. Uh, I do okay with myself. And yeah, I've had an unusual life being that as of the last uh, five years, I've had a, a noticeable, many noticeable encounters with the the tall white alien species. And they have done uh, done me harm, done my family harm, done people I know harm, and uh, I think uh, 
their their prevalence is is bigger than people imagine, and I think they are one of the main sources of people's ill wills on the planet, from from what I can determine. For the record, I get I probably receive dozens of messages of people that want to come on the show and be on Vox Populi and so on. I don't accept that many invitations unless I can have a meaningful conversation. And John and I had a probably an hour, over an hour discussion this past weekend. And when you just spew the words, tall white, a lot of people just think this is science fiction, difficult to prove. But you mentioned a few things that really caught my attention. And I know you gave me a brief background here, but do, did you have any family that belonged to the military? How did you start becoming connected to these Tolt Whites? Was it because of some implants that you suspect that you had? And if so, how did it all begin? Yeah, my youth was, was really normal. I was a really uh, happy kid, lots of friends. Long story short, yeah, I lived a pretty normal childhood. And eventually when I got older, but yeah, I got scanned from, from Jesse Beltran at the ICAACT, International Coalition Against uh, Covert Technologies. I had to fly to Sacramento for that. Him and his wife scanned me for free. Uh, they found around 10 RFIDs in my body. And from that point, that was around 2013, given this information of where their locations were in my, in both my right and left triceps and my clavicles, one towards the, the base of the back of my skull and my back. There wasn't much to do from that point, being that there weren't any doctors at the time that would remove them. I did some research. There's a couple famous stories on the internet most of you probably are familiar with of of people getting them removed but it's few and far between maybe a handful of documented cases where people have gotten implants successfully removed at a u.s medical facility or even any international medical facility none of them ever get to keep them things like that so being that i was given that information that there was really nothing I could do, even though this complete violation of my body, of my rights, of my being, everything. Then I had to just spend some time thinking about what I can do to um, learn about them and disable them so that I can feel healthy and confident, not have anxiety, not hear ringing in my ears, those types of things. So it basically boiled down to just experimentation on on what they were and how to get rid of them and then long story short i developed some processes just menial stupid processes but this is all i had to work with such as pinching my triceps extremely hard i'm relatively strong i could pinch them and basically my whole arm would become relaxed once they were broken or the one that was in my head put ice packs on my head, then hold my head up next to a fireplace, then hold a cell phone up that was on, that was active, actually talking to another line for like an hour or so to uh, disrupt whatever RF was communicating to it. And after a long time, I was able to feel enormous relief from specifically and individually targeting the locations that I had 
on film from Jesse and his wife showing me where they were. Now, a lot of people will never be able to feel what it feels like to disable chips, the before and after, and the difference is enormous. You feel liberated. Your whole, your brain seems to work better. It's faster. It's more logical. Your memory seems to be better when these foreign objects are disabled. As we talked before briefly with the doctor that passed away, famous for removal and wrote the book Alien and the Scalpel. He was Dr. Roger Lear. I knew him personally, and he died in 2014. You never try to contact Dr. Roger Lear, but I know that you mentioned George Norrie from Coast to Coast AM had a gentleman on who scanned for them, and you mentioned to me that you called him. That This was not Dr. Roger Lear, was it? No, Dr. Roger Lear, I was only have only been familiarized with in the last two years. No. What struck me with his work that was extremely interesting is when they did the the spectrometry on the devices removed from people, they were coming back with really exotic chemical elements, different radioactive elements that humans don't use a whole lot. It struck me that with these radioactive chemicals as a form of an implant in various regions of people's bodies that a species could get a signal on somebody from extremely far distances. These elements, radioactive elements, as you know, they decay very slowly, but they decay and if some type of beams on someone, it could be, you know, really light that you don't even feel or really strong and intense. That radioactive element inside somebody must aid this original signal wherever how far away it is immensely is is my understanding of it otherwise i don't know why they would use these exotic elements in in people's bodies you said something interesting you know that, when when you wrote to me you said that this gentleman that george had on his program that you called him and he said he wanted around ten thousand dollars and this was around 2012, he said at the time, quote, the government had approached all doctors he knew and made them stop removing the implants, end quote. Is that something that he told you? He did tell me that, yes. So in other words, if that is true, and other doctors who have been removing these so-called implants, are they in on it, or have they been told, just send them to us, maybe somewhere in Washington or somewhere else, not to be returned. Is that what you think is happening? The viewpoint's larger than that. I don't want to go super deep right away, but the point I want to try to get across to people, especially in the U.S. and in Europe and other places, but primarily here, is that the ET presence is enormous. And anybody who's researched it, the documentation goes far, far back there's so many whistleblowers within the U.S. military um, regarding basically timestamps on on when these things happen, and the conclusion's always been that our U.S. government signed agreements with an ET species to trade technology. In return, they would allow abductions for genetic and, and scientific experimentation 
that's probably not the first you've heard of that, I'm guessing, right? Oh, no, of course not. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So this goes back somewhat to if you go back to the 1940s, you know, that's 80 years ago. So the cover-ups, for instance, removing an implant, a foreign implant, and tossing it away or whatever and not letting the media or public know about it, this has been a buildup for 80 years of trying to cover up secretive experimentation on people. So it's pretty typical that you wouldn't be able to have the the device. And then even if you did, you're going to bring it to a lab and then someone in the government's going to show up to the lab, show them their badge, say, we need to look at that first and then they'll just switch it or whatever. I mean, these are these people's full-time jobs, right? I mean, that's another misconception people have. Most of us have full-time jobs where we go to work. There's the flip side of that where you're outnumbered 50 or 100 to 1, and those people or extraterrestrials' full-time jobs is, in some cases, to do you harm or cover harm that's been done to people up. It's not like it's these are small organizations where um, you're outnumbering them because now, unfortunately, that's that's not true. And these people have every advantage over the populace, and it's sad. When you determined that you had these objects or implants inside of you, and right now we all have transponders with us. We call them cell phones, mobile devices. So they're pinging us 24-7. But you have more than 10. Why do you think whoever put them there might need so many? Could it be different groups that are doing it? Or do each one might have a different reason for being there? No, a lot of it's about, has. To, it's not that complicated. It's a lot of it has to just do with mind control, typically to whatever animal it is, whether it's a bear, a deer, or a human being. If you want to, if you want to tap into their mind or their brain, you know, you have to have their central nervous system under control. You can't have them have a, a heart rate um, that's not controlled. So typically what you're seeing, I know it gets complicated, but when you're in your triceps in the back in the trunk, it's um, basically to lock muscles up. Like if you were constantly flexed in your triceps or your pectoral muscles and your back muscles and things, basically your heart rate's more controllable. And I don't want to get super far into this because we're talking about technologies that humans didn't develop and would never even think to develop. But if you're going to put a big beam on somebody be able to read their minds or whatever, or you're going to have to control their heart rate. Typically what you're seeing with these implants is they're in muscles. So it's mostly for a central nervous system control. So, but what, but my question is why so many, why so many and not just one? Is it because they need more or less a grid within your body? I mean, we're talking 10 that they found. I honestly think some of these technologies have been used on their own alien worker force for, for control, for basically a, a semi-form of, of robotics. The more in somebody, the more control you have over them. If I just, you know, one can fail, there's want backup. It runs the gamut what what could be the possible explanation for 10. It's uh, personalized as well. Everybody has a different structure 
I have extremely thick, heavy bones. It just, it all depends. Again, it's, it's probably personalized. Okay. And after you started, uh, let's, let's call them disabling them with cold, hot, pressing them, doing whatever you did to, to disable them. Did you do all of them? The RF, was, the, the, the RF with the phone was important too, especially for the one in the back of my head, but yeah. Okay. Did you disable or removed all of them? I didn't remove any because we're talking about fanciful sciences. We're talking about guys down to the mathematician, Kurt Newman, or was one of the most famous mathematicians that said there's a whole lot of room down there talking about the nanoscale. They just make things smaller and smaller and smaller every decade. When I talked with Jesse Beltran in California, we're talking obviously about self-powered circuits powered by your body's heat. And now that's basically common knowledge in the field of science that a lot of things can just be powered by your own body's heat. We also have nanotechnology. The reason for me asking that question was because I just wanted to know when, when I had my conversation with Dr. Roger Lear, he showed me videos of people who he had in his office, and he had an FM transmitter and a receiver. And he was actually receiving almost as if it was the body was a, an FM radio station. And they were trying to determine what the, the transmissions were. Yeah, it gets deep. From what I can see, someone with implants in them, if they're going to emit RF, the whole purpose of that would be obviously to get a signal on that person. And then it's anybody's guess what they want to do with that individual. If it's to control that person, it runs deep. They could put a signal on your small intestine and make you go to the bathroom at any certain time. They can input thoughts. They can input dreams. If you're going to go do something like me talking to you on this radio show the night before, they could run dreams you wouldn't remember with fearful things that make you want to fear going to do that. It gets complex. And then when you have computers in the background able to take over, it all similarly falls under the MK Ultra banner, which is all mind control experimentation with everything from rewiring the brain, damaging the brain, rewiring it, continued input from different RF, imagery, input, drugs, and their effects. It's all under the banner of MK Ultra, which most likely was probably mostly probably Nazi, and then just continued to develop uh, once the Nazis came here under that Operation Paperclip. And now you pretty much just see MK everywhere, like everybody's on some type of MK. Very few people recognize uh, a false input into their head or their mind. I don't really know that many people that can determine was that my own free will of thought and my own intuition, or was that an outside stimuli trying to get me to do something? And then you get into AI, and then, you know, then it goes really far down the rabbit hole when you're talking about, um, like, Carrie Cassidy and all these people on her channel that talk about extremely powerful, strong ET AI. You know, is it some foreign ET AI that's given um, all these computers and wavelengths to deal with? Or, you know, are you talking about some Los Alamos lab or something like that, Bell Labs AI? But I would strongly suggest it's 
more the former, and they're given these massive, massive technologies to to do with whatever they want. Let's go in chronological order, because you tried to disable a lot of these implants, but you said that the worst thing was being re-implanted. Yes. Tell me more about the re-implantation of these these, uh, devices. It's absolutely brutal, but I don't want to get too far into me. Again, it's not all about, it's it's not about me or, or my. Well, no, no, I understand. Know, I understand, but it's it's yeah. very important, John. If you if you were implanted, you try to disable them, and you were re-implanted, that's, that's part of the story, and it's important to know why do you think they were trying to re-implant you, and what were the the consequences or the implications of you trying to disable them and, and re-implanting, did that attract more of the tall white attention? Yeah, so basically I discovered after many years of figuring out how these devices worked and things like that and becoming more and more efficient at, at damaging or disabling them, well, that's when I discovered how frequently I must have been re-implanted. It's scary, but you know, a summer day a summer July day when it's really hot out and you go home, you're the only one at your home and you fall asleep and don't recall it. The after effects are subtle and they don't go full bore per se after someone's been implanted. These are smart beings. One thing people have to understand is they, it's said if you research the tall lights or they, these or whatever ETs we're dealing with, the ones I specifically deal with are tall lights. They live seven to 900 years. So, Imagine if you lived seven to 900 years and were hunting or experimenting on a being that only lived to 80, 85 years, you outlive them 10 times. Your patience level is going to be 10 times that being. It's an enormous disadvantage for, for this planet. So back to the topic, if somebody is experimenting on in a hospital or whatever, when they get out, they're obviously going to be feel fine and not notice something, but then the beams or the wavelengths directed at this person are going to be slowly ramped up and then you you can feel some nasty effects i'm not most people aren't going to feel anything but if people out there are feeling like they're continually tired or confused or they have headaches or they can't work as well or remember or things like that i mean these are some of the subtle things i see with people that that are affected by by some of these things. I guess when we're talking about re-implanting, I would take different measures to figure out their capabilities. When you when you are in a room where there's only one entrance and that entrance is, is fully secured and you know if they come in, then you can start to learn about how they get you and how they didn't. For over a year and a half, I lived in a room in a nice home where there was only one entrance on the second floor. And I took the same measures basically to the extreme plot piece of massive plywood and other things pressed up against the door, pressed up against another wall. So literally it was impossible to open the door. But in this instance, once later that summer, I went to a friend's house and took an Uber home and I got knocked out in the Uber. And so, and it was late at night and, um, they had, I don't want to get too, too into depth, but it's sophisticated things like this, where 
they got me um, unsuspectingly on a two o'clock. And that's when I, I don't, I haven't drank alcohol. I never used to drink that much, but it was a casual drinking with my buddies. And yeah, I had some drinks that night and then I was in an Uber and they, for, I guess you would say, got me pretty good. You know, some people would question, well, why are, why wouldn't they just like kill you or something? But, you know, that gets deeper into these, these beans and they have tried to kill me, but it almost seems like they're schizophrenic or insane or, or psychopathic or whatever you want to call it. Cause it seems more now they're after your intense loosh as we specifically talked about, which is your suffering and, and your, your energy field. They want people to be miserable and if someone has an extreme, extreme heart rate that's way up there, their blood pressure is way up, and maybe it's due to blood type. Maybe they have a specific blood type, but there are people, and I'm not the only one saying this, that are giving these aliens this loosh. Yeah, the, the re-implanting is terrible, and I think it's happening to more and more people. I mean, the people listening out there, I mean, I specifically don't won't go to a hospital, haven't been to a hospital in five, six, seven years. Last time I was at the hospital was for something really minimal and they put me out and I don't trust any of them. But when it comes to disbelief and how people would say this is impossible, well, once you study the system enough, once you try to run from these beings that are perpetually trying to re-implant you because you damaged their previous implants, then you start to understand their systems and from what I discovered, they have massive tunnel systems pretty much in all U.S. cities. So if you go back to Phil Schneider, which is a long time ago, most people are familiar with him. He was a government contractor, helped develop some of these underground bases for the ETs, encountered ETs. Yeah, we've discussed yeah. Phil Schneider a lot on yeah. this show. Yeah. But the most important thing, I well, for relating to tunnels is he said they travel at Mach 2, which is extraordinarily fast. Some of these tunnels that were going base to base from Dulce to Los Alamos, Mach 2 is extremely fast. They could get from like Kansas City to the to the east or west coast in like an hour. If they, they could beat you if you're getting on a plane by two hours or more now, that was the speed they were traveling in the 40s. So... What I'm trying to say is they can move men, machines, implants, tools, resources, whatever they want ahead of you. If it, they, Someone would say, how can they get a doctor to a hospital so quickly that's going to implant you? Well, literally, they can get a doctor from Kansas City to Chicago in probably 15 minutes if they wanted to. Let me ask you this, because a lot of people might be thinking right now, why use underground tunnel systems and back to when... We're aware that a lot of these species have very exotic craft, and they could go from the East Coast to West Coast in a couple of minutes. Is it because they don't want the population to see so many of these craft flying above us, and they use underground to keep themselves secret? A hundred percent. It's all about secrecy. The tunnels are the tunnels. They're everywhere. They're building more and more entrances to them like more and more people have access to them if you just do a google search about secret underground tunnel it's unbelievable the results you get I well let's let's not trust google too much because we know no, google is part of the system yes i understand that 
but yeah, the tunnels, they're everywhere and there's way more entrances and way more people that have access to them than, than people would ever believe. But I mean, the, the answer is pretty obvious. Why would they travel by tunnel versus air? Well, you can't see them in the tunnels and a lot of the stuff they fly in the sky, you, you can see obviously in the air. It's also funny too, because you have all these traffic cameras read everyone's plates going everywhere and the tunnel system completely defeats that they can do whatever they want 24 7 under there well the concern shouldn't be if there's there can be seen flying above us because they have cloaking technology or if they're flying at Mach 10 or even more uh, they're using technology that does not break the sound barrier we don't hear them we don't see them but if they're working underground that poses enough that that brings me to another question are they working? Well, just, are they? Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, yeah. hold on, hold on. Are they working for the government, or are they the government? They're the government. They're 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 the government. They're the the top of the pyramid. Everything else is below them. Everything runs through them. All orders run through them. It's a militarized ET government. That's how it is. Worldwide, uh, or just the United States? Certainly worldwide. But, for instance, if they really want to hunt somebody, if they move to Chile or Argentina, you know, they don't have the the infrastructure they'd have in the U.S. You have to go back to who are these ETs and comes back to the woman in Germany who they spoke to her first saying that we can help you develop craft in Germany for the Nazi party. She probably was an ET, if you think about it, or, you know, a tall white. And then they used her within the German military to develop UFOs because she had the pictures in her mind, supposedly, you know, if you read the stories right, she could have just been an ET implant. And then from there, they got sophisticated technologies and went all crazy gave their entire military methamphetamines and tried to conquer conquer the world then, lost. Then a bunch of the scientists went either to East Germany. You're talking um, about with Maria Orsic, right? From the Real Society in Germany. Okay. That's correct. And I speculate that she, so supposedly she was the channeler for advanced schematics to build craft, right? And most likely she was just uh, ETs. But people think ET, they think of the movie ET, where some obvious being is gray and has a huge head. But my, from my, I've never seen one of those. The only ones I see are body snatched and seven, eight feet tall, and they can't blink. And their their bodies are exactly like that Mr. Hall, I believe, who lived with them in the deserts in uh, whatever Colorado or or Nevada describe them as almost walking clumsily. The only ones I've encountered are in a human form, extremely tall. And it brings me back to the term body snatched, because I honestly believe the people who they live in were, were originally a human and either died naturally or were killed. And then their bodies were taken or body snatched. There's some telltale signs that it's not a human. I think we discussed those, but those are the ones I'm dealing with. That's who I suspect the woman in Germany was. Possibly some of the lead 
Nazis were possibly them. And from what I see now in the U.S., that's what a decent amount of important people or leadership appear like. And it seems to be going in a direction where there's more and more and more and more of them, not the opposite. And that's really scary that they're growing really quickly and people don't know about it and they're doing terrible things. And people ask themselves every day, what's wrong with this world? Why isn't anything ever changing for the benefit of people? And I just see us being diluted out. There's as a ratio of them to us, they're growing really quickly and it's bad news. Let's unpack all of this because you said a lot of good things there. Richard Hall, who passed away in 2009, he's the one who wrote the book Walking with the Tall Whites. You referred me to someone on YouTube. And by the way, folks, I don't need to tell you that I'm a skeptic with an open mind. I'm always skeptic about everything, but I move with the evidence, but I still keep an open mind. At the same time, John referred me to a, a YouTube channel, and the name of the channel is Rudolph the Tall White Alien. I thought this was maybe this guy who's wearing a steampunk attire. If you go to that channel, again, Rudolph the Tall White Alien, recently he's using glasses so you don't see his eyes, and there's a reason for that. But find the video titled No Life Matters and take a look at that video. It's six minutes long. Take a look at this individual. But first, turn the volume down. I don't want you to listen to what he's saying. Just watch him. For six minutes, I believe he blinked only once and it was on purpose. Try to see how many times you blink. This man does not blink even once. Now, you think that he's truly a, a tall alien white, do you? He, he says he's a tall white. Well, he says. I was skeptical. He says, if you Google or YouTube search tall white alien, he, he comes up and his old videos were, you know, would say, well, everything I say is approved by higher up aliens or whatever. I stopped watching his videos because it's now all disinformation and lies and they're an interesting breed. They love to deceive, obviously, but it's more than meets the eye. They really, really love, or it's like an addiction or drug to them to to lie to people. Now, all he does is, is mislead and misinform and lie. But his original videos, he gave some decent information if you watch them. They're not to be trusted. You know, these are the ones I've dealt with, and... They're out for louche, bodily harm, torment, torture. I don't think they have any morals or principles besides eugenics and conquering the species of the human being, from what I can tell. I watched a couple of his videos. At first, I didn't turn on the volume because I wanted to just look at his expressions and the fact that he's not blinking even once. And at one point, he closes his eyes, but only just to, to make an emotional statement, I guess. Then I turned the volume up just to see what he says, has to say. And what surprised me the most, John, is the number of people that felt, well, his channel is not as big, but the number of people, almost like this is a cult. They just agree with everything he's saying. Did you look at the comments that people write on his channel? 
A hundred percent. Yeah, they're sending them money, buying these necklaces that are supposed to protect their spirit, you know, but this is, again, falls under their deception traits that they love to trick people and they get high on it or whatever. I mean, if you watch all his videos or look at the chronology of everything, he says mostly he's in Germany. He says he's occupying a body that was once named Carl. He um, wears all leather all the time. They love the leather. It's like the similar outfits as a lot of the German military used to use. He does old German military dances in some of his old videos. You know, when you're wearing all rawhide, all real leather, you, that's that's a cow. You know, it's it's indicative of slaughtering. Not that I'm, a, you know, I'm not like a vegetarian or anything, but a lot of the past military officials and things would wear a ton of leather because it was their it was who they were. They were slaughters, and and they had to get comfortable with that. That's what a lot of that means beneath the surface. If he were truly an alien, and he might be for all we know, uh, there's two reasons why a reason why YouTube would still allow it because no one would believe it and they would allow it to attract people to listen to his message, whether he's manipulating the masses or not. But he, the way he's talking, he seems to be either telling the truth or he's deceiving everybody who's listening. Obviously, he seems to have a very high IQ because his communication skills and the content and what he talks about is, is, is pretty deep. His English is almost perfect, and he almost makes no blunders or gaps when speaking. Correct. Ever. But then it gets to another point of topic, which is, are these sentient or are they AI-based? And from some of the encounters I've had, I think a lot of these are AI-based. We don't know exactly what they are. We just know that they aren't human they get really old they continue to grow taller and taller as they age supposedly their organs don't grow when their skeleton grows so they have some troubles in their older age a lot of this is well documented they don't heal if one were to break a leg they don't heal nearly as quickly as a human being we're way more rugged more kind of animalistic than whatever these beings are, but they have access to extraordinary technologies. And the most important quote I've heard about them is that they have an uncanny ability to make you feel comfortable. So if you were to go to a doctor's office or somehow one of you were pulled underground to a lab or they were in your house when no one was there doing things to you, you feel completely comfortable like you're welcoming it. Even though horrors are being done to you, this is one of the traits they have, which is a massive disadvantage for people. And it's extremely frightening. And if you watch his videos, you'll get that same feeling. You want to trust him. You think everything he's saying is truthful. You want to get closer to him. People are trying to fly over to Europe and meet them. I don't know if they ever come back. It's unbelievable, this race the tall whites. Why do you think he's wearing glasses covering his eyes now? Do you think it's just to prevent people from noticing that he doesn't blink? Most likely. Yeah, I mean, the crazy thing also was that, to me personally, it looked like his face looked exactly like Queen Elizabeth. 
which was super odd. I had to take like a triple take at his face, but his nose structure and his eyes and his, his forehead, it all looked exactly like Queen Elizabeth. I don't want to get into that stuff because there's very little evidence, but there's plenty of people. Some of these whole bloodlines may be body snatch bloodlines, as we talked about the Rothschilds earlier. If you look at the elder Rothschild that's in his 80s or 90s, he looks like possibly a tall white. I noticed a lot of them, too, have big bumps on the back of their neck right at the bottom of their hairline. Huge bumps that look to me like some type of implant, possibly, and it may be their how they are charged, per se, or aids them in, in some of their powering, because that's right where your like, cerebellum is that controls all motor functions of your body. And the ones I see out in public, they all have a noticeable bump right at the back of their hairline on the back of their skull. When you wrote to me, let me just read this because obviously you might not remember and I want to be able to capture as much as we can. But you said, one, they're not human. Two, they want you to suffer and they take pleasure in torturing you. Putting you in an extreme emotional state is what they're after. Three, they are the top of the food chain, higher than any intel agency, court system, or company. Four, they have extremely advanced weaponry, AI, with an IQ probably over 10,000. Sleep weapons, satellites, and drones for mind control, an active military ready to do whatever they want 24-7. A plethora of mind-inducing gases and chemicals. We'll get into that in a moment. The gases and, and the conduits, HVAC, and all that stuff. Advanced transport methods via elaborate tunnel systems, labs on standby to make the same package in your refrigerator with drugs in it and restock your fridge. Take AI birds for a haptic and we'll talk about haptic technology soon. A feedback system to correct one's thoughts. Genetically altered mosquitoes with metallic injecting materials in them. You name it. I have more, but let's just unpack what I just said. Okay, well, the basic take of it is that we're living in a super smart system grid. And to power all these technologies, you have to saturate the entire areas with really small wavelength with this high-powered RF to power all of these devices and systems and let the AI tap into all of this. So, yeah, they have extreme methods. But for the listeners out there, I guess I'm trying to get into their minds what they would ask about them. And if we just talk about the food tampering, there's a chemical called luciferous. It's a, uh, you can luciferous, the one that they're injecting yeah. on people with the, the, the stinger. Yeah. For instance, like if somebody had, a, if they wanted to get higher imagery, this is probably with a satellite and that sounds fanciful, but there's a reason the public or your channel five news never talks about satellites and never will and acts like, they're super exotic and we shouldn't know or study about them. And the people's minds, they think there's like one or 200 satellites. And we're at the pace now where there's probably 60,000 satellites up there. Yeah, 60,000. And we're going to go, you can look at some of the images they posted. They want to have possibly a million satellites up there. So if you want to talk about 
control of an individual's body, control minds, the satellite should be an enormous topic. And obviously, that's a huge disadvantage because how do you defeat them? You basically have to pray for a solar flare to take a bunch of them out. But I don't see that happening. They barely even talk about the launches nowadays. And we're having a ton of launches in foreign countries like India or in Europe and England for U.S. satellites that never make the news. That gets scary and makes you wonder, would humans have even wanted to launch satellites when supposedly we first did? Or was it just an ET program here that they started? But I want to expand the listeners' minds for a little bit, because if you study some of Ryush and Malone's work, these tall whites most likely trace to the Orion group from the star system Orion. And if you study Orion, they've conquered a ton of different planets, supposedly. I know it sounds incredibly fanciful and it's not going to help you in your day-to-day, but what I'm trying to get at is this probably isn't their their first trial of a planetary or a species takeover. What I'm trying to get at is they've probably done this before. Supposedly they have to other species, high-level species in the universe. It's not just here, but it's being done here now. And they know what they're doing because they've done it before. And I do believe that has happened. If you think about how long time is, we often don't think about time. But if the Earth itself is 4 billion years old, there's a lot of things that have occurred in the universe for a long time. And we constantly forget about how old things really are. Ryushi Malone was on this program, I believe it was... uh just before the, the pandemic started. So anybody who wants to listen to that interview, it's in our archives. Let me ask you about the pyramid UFOs. A lot of people don't know this, but in, I believe it was December of 2009, one, and there are hundreds of pictures and video on the internet, so anybody can see them out there, over the Kremlin in, in Russia, in Moscow. The same type of the, this pyramid looking UFO, was photographed on top of the Pentagon. What do you think the reason for these objects to be hovering above these important structures, and, and you know, importance, government, power, and so on, and who might they be? Are we talking about the same all-seeing eye that we see on our dollar bills? Yeah. Basically, those ships are incredibly impressive. There's one around the Pentagon taken in the last five years. The ship literally looks like the size of what was on Independence Day, if you watch that movie. Yeah. Just completely gigantic. Thank you for listening to the first part of this important Veritas interview. To listen to the rest and all of our material, proceed to the member section or join the Veritas family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. You can make your purchase with a credit card, PayPal, cash, check, money order, and even cryptocurrency. We are now accepting Bitcoin, Litecoin, and Ethereum. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for Focus Life Force Energy, MMS, CBD Pure Hemp Oil, Pure Organic Sulfur, flash drives with all our Sanitas and Veritas seasons, and other great products. And if you're listening on YouTube, like, subscribe, and share it. And click the bell to be notified when new interviews are available. Now, 
Proceed to the members section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Thank you for listening to Veritas. Because you don't want to believe. You want to know.